Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome again to Anointed and Appointed Word Ministries with Brother Norman Woodard. I am Brother Norman, and I'll be sharing an anointed and appointed word that will change, challenge, and charge your character to make an impact in this world for the kingdom of God and our Father in heaven. I'd like to send special thanks to Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield, who allows me to come before you every Saturday morning and break bread with you. Amen. They have a program which comes on every Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the name of their program is Turn on the Light Broadcast. Turn on the Light Broadcast with Bishop Stephen and Ann Butterfield, which comes on every Saturday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're also the assistant pastors at Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia, where their leaders are Archbishop Ruth W. Smith, who is also the co-founder, and the senior pastor is Pastor Oshibal Hartman. They have services every Sunday morning beginning at 9 a.m. with Sunday school, and 10 a.m. begins their worship service. They have Bible studies every Wednesday. Actually, every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, you can call into this number, 917-388-4161, listen to the Bible study live. They also have Bible studies at their location every Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia. You can catch them on Facebook, YouTube, and their website is comingtothelight.org. That's comingtothelight.org. Well, thank you once again for calling in. Before we get into the word, we're going to hear a song. Amen. And I love has to go through three stages, for it's all to run. It has to go through the shaking, the beating, and the pressing. And just like the olive, some of you may have felt like you go through the shaking, the beating, and the pressing. You went through all of that for your all to flow. Now your greater is coming. If it had not been for the shaking, I never would have been ready for the making. No. Beating, I would have never knew how anointed I would be. Oh, yeah. If it had not been for the pressing, I wouldn't be able to walk into my destiny. He's preparing me, preparing me, preparing me for greater. 
refreshing in the spirit, preparing me for the shaking, things that have shown up all of a sudden, caught us off guard. People say out of the blue, shook us up. And at that moment, the first thing that we have to do is arrest fear. Because that's why it comes. It comes. The shaking comes to introduce fear. That's why we have to arrest it. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Then the beating comes. All of the accusations. Feeling like the world is on your shoulders. Coming from every which way. Feeling like you're just being beaten down. It's preparation. Because it's it's humbling you. Putting you in a position of prostration. Crying out before God. But then the pressing comes. After you've been shaken, after you've been beaten. Now the pressing comes. Just trying to take the life out of you. 
But after that, there's a greater anointing. Hallelujah. There's a greater expectation. There's a greater faith. You're stronger. You're wiser. You're better. Hallelujah. Because you've been through the process. Now you're ready. The thing that stuck out to me in that song is at the end. After she had been saying, greater is coming. It's on the way. Look out, world. The very last thing she said is, my greater is here. Hallelujah. It's a new season. It's finally come. Because you've gone through the process. Your greater is here. Hallelujah. It's a new season. Well, thank you once again for calling in. We're going to go ahead and get into the word. Amen. Coming out of the book of Psalm. Psalm, the 31st chapter. Going to read one scripture. Psalm 31st chapter, verse 15. Psalm the 31st chapter, verse 15. And it reads, My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and for them that persecute me. It's David speaking, crying out to God. Says, my times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. The title of the message this morning is, it's my turn now. It's my turn. Now, glory to God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for watching over us as we lay down the rest before you. Thank you, Father, for charging your angels to be encamped around about us, protecting us and keeping us in their care, God, watching over us, fighting off all the fiery darts of the enemy, keeping us from all harm and danger. And thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning to see another glorious day that you have made. Hallelujah. For we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Father, for your word, your word that saves, your word that heals, your word that delivers, your word that sets free, Father, all those who are bound and captive in what we call sin. Thank you for your new mercies, Father. That came with this new day. Hallelujah. You're all sufficient grace, Father. Thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus, who you sent to be the propitiation for our sins. To be the example, God. To live a sinless life. Take the sins of the world to the cross, Father. To be sacrificed. Hallelujah. To be crucified. And thank you, Father, for even allowing Jesus to go to hell for us. But he went on a mission to take the keys of hell from Satan, stripping him of all of his power. But, Father, you didn't leave him there. For on the third day, you raised him up with all power. Hallelujah. And thank you, Father, for receiving Jesus into heaven with your sinless Precious conquering blood, Father. And seating him on your right hand. Thank you for Holy Spirit, Father. Who you sent to be our guide, our teacher, our comforter. Thank you for you, Almighty God. Our Father, creator of heaven and earth. 
Thank you for considering us, Father. For creating us, for calling us your own, God. And now, Father, as we receive your word, help us to apply to our lives. To make it personal, Father. That we may be better for. Thank you, Father, for the victory. Hallelujah. For the shaking. For the beating. For the pressing. For the preparation, Father. To do what you called us to do. We thank you and we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's my turn now. We're going to look at this scripture. We're going to look at it in the message translation. The message translation. Psalms, the 31st chapter, verse 15. It says, hour by hour, I place my days in your hand. Safe from the hands out to get me. He says, hour by hour, I place my days in your hand. Safe from the hands out to get me. King James Version says, my times are in my hand. Times means my affairs. The events of life, experiences, my struggles, my challenges, they're in your hands. My businesses, your business is God's business. Your concerns are God's concerns. That's why he said, my times, my affairs, my issues are in your hands, God. Let's look at it in the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation says, my future is in your hands. From those who hunt me down relentlessly. See, David knew that he had a future. He had a promise. He had a destiny. That's why he placed it in God's hands. Let's look at Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Says my future is in your hands. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven and it reads, "For I know the thoughts that I think toward you," says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an ex. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. And because God knows we shouldn't be concerned. Say it again. Because God knows we shouldn't be concerned. We shouldn't be worried. 
because it's already taken care of. I want to look at that to Jeremiah 29. I'm going to look at it in the Amplified Bible. Amplified Bible. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare to give you hope in your final outcome. Listen to that. He says, I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. God has already planned it out. He's strategically thought it out. Step by step. So whatever we've gone through, whatever we've been through, God still has a plan for us. And that plan is peace. Welfare. I don't know about y'all, but I grew up on welfare. And I had no care in the world. Because everything was taken care of. We had clothes. We had food. We had shelter. Even though we were struggling, that's what God says. Even though you've struggled, even though you've had those difficult times, He said, I've taken care of And because I've taken care of you, there's no need to worry. Now, it's time for peace. Now, it's your turn. It's your turn. To live in the rest of God. The rest of God. Let's go to Psalm 16 and 11. Psalm 16 and 11. And it reads. Thou would show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Remember, we started off the year saying, this is the year of true worshipers. Worship will tell you. But those who are worshiping God are in his presence. So as long as you're in his presence, there's nothing to worry about. Because in his presence is the fullness of joy. There's no sorrow, there's no worry, there's no care. 
everything is already taken care of. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Glory to God. All of our needs are met. That place of rest. Where all we have to do is just dwell in his presence. That peace, that perfect peace that passes all understanding. That unspeakable joy where words can't explain. Hallelujah. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. He said, my times, my affairs, in your hands, God. My future, hour by hour, they're in your hands, God. So all we have to do is stay in this presence. If we commit our whole life to God, we must have faith and keep all things committed to him. We commit our whole life to God. We must have faith and keep all things committed to him. It's all yours, God. Because it came from him. Let's go to Second Timothy. Second Timothy, first chapter. Second Timothy, first chapter. We're going to start at start at verse three. Second Timothy, first chapter, starting at verse three, and it reads, "I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers, with pure conscience, that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day." Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. This is Paul talking to Timothy. He said, I thank God whom I served for my forefathers with the pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. See, Paul is not concerned about his own personal affairs. 
because he knows his purpose. He, he knows who he's called to. His concerns are for the one that he's called to. He says, I'm, I, I know your tears. I'm, I'm mindful of them. But I'm also filled with joy because I know the faith that is in you. Those that we're concerned about, we're called to encourage, to build up, to edify, to equip. Verse 6 says, wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God in thee. That's what we are to do. Encourage. Edify. Build up. Strengthen. Verse 7 says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Listen to that. When the shaking comes, fear comes with it. Arrest that fear and cast it down. When the beating comes, it comes to to weaken us. But that's where our strength comes. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we don't rely on natural strength. That's when we get into the word. Building our faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We're strengthening our faith. Our comes from. And then the pressing feels like nobody loves you. You're despised. You're hated. But then we think about That agape love, that unfailing love, that love that went to the cross for us, that love that went to hell for us, that that love that was raised from the grave that's in heavenly places right now interceding on our behalf. That love, that agape love, that unconditional love, And then a sound mind. Now we're ready. Now we're equipped. Now we're prepared. 
now. It's my turn. It's my turn now. Hallelujah. It says, be not therefore ashamed, verse 8, of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. That's what the word of God is. Let's go to Romans first chapter. Romans 1. Romans first chapter. Verse 16. And it reads, For I am not, actually, let's start at verse 15. And it reads, So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith he started off by saying I'm ready I've, I've, I've gone through the shaking I've, I've gone through the beating I've gone through the oppression but now I'm ready. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God. Power of God. That's why it says over in first second Timothy, second Timothy eight, it says, Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partake of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. See When you suffer for righteousness sake, tear you down, it builds you up. It strengthens you. At the time, no, it's not a good feeling. But it, 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 it's putting you in a position to seek God, to get into his word. And when you're doing that, you're being strengthened. You're being built up. You're being edified. You're being prepared. So when the time comes, When your turn comes, you're ready. Verse 9 says, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, 
which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. That's why he's, God said, I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. Let's look at some. Jeremiah, first chapter. Jeremiah, the first chapter. Starting at verse 4. And it reads, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Before he was formed in the belly, God said he knew him. And before he came out of the womb, he sanctified him and ordained him and made him a prophet unto the nations. He had already planned it out. He had already established it. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, Thou shalt speak. Then he said, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Listen to that. God says, Fear not, for I am with thee. Don't be afraid. I will deliver you. God has already told me that I'm with you. And I will deliver you. That's God's presence. That's the fullness of joy. He would deliver him. And a lot of times it says that God's strong hand, his hand of deliverance, Is his right hand. That's why it says. And at thy right hand. Are pleasures. Forevermore. Glory to God. It's my turn. Now. It's already been planned out. And now it's being manifested. Now is the appointed time. 
Now is the time to walk into your destiny. It's my turn now. I dare you to declare that. It's my turn now. It's my turn now. Glory to God. I've been through the beating. I've been through the shaking. I've been through the pressing. But it's my turn now. Verse 9 reads, who had saved us. Second Timothy, first chapter. Who had saved us and called us with an holy calling. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. That's what we just read in Jeremiah. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Who hath abolished death. He's abolished death. The main reason why. A lot of people fear. Is because they fear dying. But it says. That death has been abolished. It's been canceled. It's been destroyed. So if there's no death, there should be no fear. I am with you and I will deliver you. I am protecting you. I am keeping you in my care. I am watching over you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? If God be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. If God is on your side, you have the advantage. But it's now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life to light through the gospel. Listen to this. Christ brought to full view the life and immortality of the gospel. He brought to full view the life and immortality of the gospel. He walked it out. He displayed it. Actually demonstrating it in his own case as a guarantee of the life and immortality of all who believe the gospel. The gospel of Christ is God's guarantee the gospel of Christ is God's 
guarantee. All we have to do is believe it. Believe in the gospel. That Jesus said who he was. The son of God. The Messiah. The Savior. He brought life and immortality. If people would just understand In Christ Jesus, we have life. There's no need to fear. Verse 11 says, Whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. To the Gentiles. See Paul knew his purpose. He knew his calling. And he knew. Who he was called to. He says. I am appointed. A preacher. And an apostle. And a teacher of the Gentiles. He knew he was called. To the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer these things. See, Jesus said, in this world, we shall have tribulation. But they come to prepare us. The shaking, the beating, the pressing. They come to prepare us. He says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That's why it says, that's why it says, it's not according to our works, we don't have to do anything but just rest in him. The work is already done. It says for this cause, for this cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. Glory to God. And they're persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Those who have committed their whole life to God. He's faithful and just to keep us from falling. He says, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith 
and love, which is in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. That good thing, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth, the promise, all the promises of God are already, yes. And amen. So be it. It is done. I agree. He says, my times, my affairs, hour by hour, future is in your hands, God. It's my turn now. Father, thank you. Thank you for reminding us, God, of what you did by sending your son, Jesus, to be our example And therefore, Father, we believe that in him is all the fullness of glory. And in him, we have pleasures forevermore. In him, no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against us shall be condemned. In him, there is no fear. but of love, power, and a sound mind. In him, we have abundant life. Unspeakable joy. Perfect peace. We thank you, Father. For in him we live and move and have our being. We thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's my turn now. Go ahead and declare that. It's my turn now. Glory to God. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Anointed and appointed word ministers with Brother Norman Woodard. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.